0: And now for something completely different. Our hosts are recording from home to bring you the same quality of shows that made Radio DePaul 2020's best college station in the nation. Listen live at RadioDePaul.com or on the Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection. Hello everyone, my name is Zoe Paris, you are listening to Radio DePaul, and this is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. A preface I will say every episode, unless I forget, black people and black women are not a monolith, what I say represents me and my perspectives. This is groundwork for conversation, not a source for everything black. Um, today's episode, um, originally I was going to do an episode on... <laughs> I, I was going to do an episode on this book that I read for my world literature class, uh, Honors 104, su- Supernatural, specifically on the Supernatural. Um, It's called Black A, Um, the butt word. <laughs> uh, it was really bad. Uh, it's a Nigerian book written by a Nigerian author, Igoni Barrett, and it is a book about a man, a Nigerian man who wakes up, white and i think it's a very interesting thing to get into especially because it's based off of the novella i think it's a novella or short story um metamorphosis by kafka um and it's just there's a reason that that was a short story and it it was making a lot of attempts that it was not sticking the landing on um and i wanted to talk about that but i'm on twitter i'm big on twitter i'm a huge marvel fan eternals just came out recently um and disney just had like a little expo thing where they talked about all the things that they're releasing and uh marvel is going through a lot of characters that are really like representing people out there that, like, haven't really been represented in Marvel before, um, deaf characters, Native American characters, um, Pakistani characters, um, more women, (laughs) um, more, like, younger people, um, so we're, it's, there's a lot of representation coming through specifically with Marvel, uh, and since I've been on Twitter, I've really been seeing, both appraisal for Eternals and some of the new stuff that's coming out soon and a lot of backlash and I thought now would be a perfect time to talk about representation in media what I think it means whether I find it necessary or not Um, and then talk about um, in the beginning we're going to talk mainly about black representation um, as that's the scope that I am most comfortable with but I will try to my in my in my best way brighten that scope as well as I can, um, with the knowledge that I have. Yeah. So that's that's what we're talking about today. I think that was a good enough intro. <laughs> um so uh I think there's a distinct difference, especially when it involves representation, with black media versus black people in media. So a black black media, which I think is Way less common these days, um, is a piece of media that is created by and for Black people. Obviously, other people of other cultures of, of other races can enjoy this content. Um, think more recently, Jordan Peele type stuff. um The new Candyman movie. I would argue that that was made. Well, is that Jordan Peele? I think it's produced produced by Jordan Peele, but it's not like a Jordan Peele movie. But you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. It's created by and for Black people, but obviously there's not, like, a guy standing outside the theater being like, if you're not Black, you can't go in. (laughs) Like, you can still enjoy this piece of content and kind of see it as a window of what perspectives are different out there considering um, race. Uh, Art has always been a, a, like, a scapegoat for emotions and feelings and experiences that we may not be able to articulate or we can articulate and feel that we can articulate it better or deliver it better to people in this artistic format um so that's like black media right by and for um black people in media while there can be black people behind it you can tell that it's more for a general audience um i have some examples First that came to mind was Bridgerton. Um Bridgerton which I re- I really liked how they integrated people of color. You can make arguments that they could have done better about the skin tone of those people of color. Um but I think that's a, a that's an argument to be had overall over colorism and not just like the show in general. Colorism is just a problem in Hollywood in general. But Bridgerton, I think, did it beautifully because I, I enjoy period pieces. Um, I I like one of my favorite books for a really long time. And I in a way, it still kind of is, is Atonement, uh, which has a period piece movie with James McAvoy, which is very good. I would highly recommend the book. Um, it was very divisive in my class, <laughs> but I would highly recommend it. I think it is a very, very well written, very good book. It's a very good tragic romance it's good but as someone who enjoys period pieces Jane Austen-esque novels to see something like Bridgerton including people of color and I think it it was it was fine I think that they did this whole storyline where like the king married a black woman and then racism was like kind of over sure it's a fake world I can believe that and like like the thing of disbelief I can't remember it off the top of my head but like being like hey yeah sure that's what happened (laughs) Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really nice, because I feel as though an, ex- well, an excuse, maybe. To some people, it's an excuse. For some people, it's a reason. A reason why people of color are rarely included in period pieces is because they wouldn't have been actually present. But also, these stories, for the most part, aren't real. So, whether or not they would be present is kind of up to the creator this could just be an alternate universe where racism was like never a thing and we're all pretty integrated in society together um and that's fine that's cool <laughs> but bridgerton was one um originals which was such an like when i thought about it i was like yeah i think that's a good example of black people in media because like even though technically because i would i would argue Marcel, um, who is a black character, is a main character. He kind of... He doesn't serve as the same kind of main character that the main cast does, but they're all siblings, like, blood-related. So it would make sense that they're all white. <laughs> like, they're the first vampires. I'm, I'm not arguing that they shouldn't have been white or anything like that. Um, but you saw... I mean, it's in New Orleans. It would be weird if there weren't black people in the cast (laughs) but yeah like you had this character who before he was a vampire was a slave and was freed um but it felt like slavery wasn't a huge talking point which i'm always pro that (laughs) so yeah so black media versus black people in media um other examples of black media black panther i would argue is black media um lovecraft country black media which i haven't finished um but what i have seen is awesome i really need to take the time to finish that and i'm such a bad person (laughs) oh also something i have down um black people in media there's a way to do it where kind of like bridgerton style also a way to describe it hamilton style (laughs) which is kind of the idea of telling stories of back then by people now because there's a lot more people of color being integrated into America's modern society um as actual people and um less of a social hierarchical society where some people aren't even people and some people are half people and some people are (laughs) three-fifths of people um yeah so like it like using what we imagine us now telling stories back then to really integrate more representation as a whole. And I think representation is really important. And I I hear people argue against it for some reason. It's so odd to me that people can argue against it. But I think the argument is always coming from people who have never had an issue with being represented. Or it's people who do not have people who look like them, or go through the same struggles as them in their best interest. Um, Because there's nothing, there's no downside to representing people. You know, like, (laughs) I think one of the plus sides, as always, with any media, is escapism. Uh, And that escapism, at times, comes from a relation to the source material now humans can all relate on some level teenage girls generally can relate to teenage girls but black teenage girls or native american teenage girls or hispanic teenage girls go through a specific set of experiences and while teenage girls as a whole can go through the same thing having the face of teenage girlhood be a white teenage girl draws back on a level of escapism or a level of like, how can this person help me escape this reality if this person as a character does not completely or at least like 75% relate to me, if that makes sense, right? So there's the value of escapism, which at its core comes from relation. Um, And then also something I think is really powerful is how it kind of lifts the weight off of people of color's shoulders to be representatives of themselves at all times. Um, I draw back to my experience in high school And I had this conversation with my mother very frequently about how me as Zoe is always going to be, at that point, a reference point for so many kids who had not interacted with black people before. The way that I acted, the way that I spoke, the way that I learned my grades, blah, blah, all of that, either subconsciously or consciously, would continue to be a reference, and I don't, and I don't think that's necessary, like, it's a bad thing at its core, because I shouldn't have to represent an entire community of people, um, and that comes from the fact that they haven't interacted with a lot of my community, But I don't think it's necessarily inherently bad. I think it's just a causation of a lack of representation, for one. And two, my county was a little segregated. (laughs) Um, Not even a little segregated. I think there was a whole issue in the 90s. Like, it was, like, officially segregated in the 90s. Um, And some stuff went down. And it still kind of is now. It's very dangerous hard to see um mixed communities in that area um but I, fi- I find myself doing that sometimes like my boyfriend's Arabic um culturally Muslim and like sometimes I'll just like uh, meet another Muslim person or another Arabic person and I'm like I'll like think of things that he's told me and those are my points of reference on that culture so then I can use those points to talk about it and kind of relate to them in some way based off of the conversations that I've had with my boyfriend and I think that's fine, I'm not using him as like this is what all Arabic people are like because that's not true but using it as a point of reference I think is okay but that's a lot of weight to be held on like a young person or um the fact that me knowing to use it only as a point of reference and not as a single person representing an entire group at its whole um is something that's learned over time so this idea that like representation alleviates that struggle of kids who don't know that that's a problem to use one person as a source of information in its entirety um and like learn to only use like pieces of it you know so representation like great example eternals um there is a deaf character and because of that people are more intrigued to learn about deaf culture that's great instead of like them meeting one deaf person and then like asking them every single question in the book about deafness and deaf culture things that they not may not even know about it helps kind of give like education from adults a group of adults who decided to make a piece of content instead of like children who are like figuring themselves out at the same time this is kind of a lot to say like the same point but I, I don't know. I just want to drive it home how. Because I, I felt I felt that way in high school. Like my moves were moves of my people. My moves were like my moves, <laughs> but my moves were being watched in some way, and the ability to have people like me on screen and in books. In books that are read in school means I'm not the only black person that they've interacted with even if it's not even if it's like I'm the only black person they interacted with in person there's like I don't know a better scope of communities I guess and that's I think that's the problem with racist caricatures because then that point of reference is incorrect and no one no one likes to be wrong i mean there are people that feel like they like to be wrong but no one likes to be wrong and it's cool in a way that audiences can educate themselves um when i was like kind of thinking through this this episode i was thinking about how tiktok has been really integral for me with learning about other cultures experiences um i've been on henna tiktok a lot and it's been really cool just like seeing these women who have been i don't know if painting is the term i'll just use the word painting because i don't know what the official term is but like painting henna um on brides hands for their weddings and like the hidden names and it's just like such a beautiful practice um so, henna TikTok, learning about Desi people, M- Maori, I believe is the way to pronounce it. Um, I've been seeing a lot of, like, um, I believe they're New Zealand natives. I may be incorrect. They are, like, islanders. Uh, and seeing, like, their dance culture and, like, hula. I've been getting a lot of hula TikToks. Um, got a lot of deaf TikToks. Um, learned a lot about the trans community learned a lot about the muslim community there was like a period of time where i was just seeing like a lot of muslim women a lot of muslim cosplayers use their hijab (laughs) um for like styling so it like looked like different anime characters it's such a cool practice this exposure really like scoped out the world for me even if it wasn't even anything necessarily educational it was just people living their lives it really it educated me without educating me like it wasn't any of those political tiktoks which i think are great too um but it wasn't really making a statement it was people living their lives people embracing their cultures and showing off their cultures in the way that they wanted to and in that I became more educated and not just educated cuz I feel like educated is a strong word because I feel like education implies that it's like a curriculum (laughs) but it's really just like opening up like heart and mind to what other people experience like education feels so official but yeah it it's it's just really beautiful to see all of these cultures and be able to like embrace them in a way and like see it kind of transfigure into people not a part of the culture asking in what, how they can partake in it because they find it so beautiful and i'd like I'd like for us to get to the point where we see that in t v and we see that in movies. Like, I was, um, Shang-Chi, uh, comes to mind in a way, uh, I don't know much at all about Chinese culture. I'd argue it's one of the, it's like one of the Asian countries that because it's on the East, it's most popular. I feel like the East Asian countries are the most well-known. It's also like large. (laughs) So people know about it. It's like, they know about Japan, they know about Korea. And they know about China, uh, but I feel like China's culture isn't brought up as much. And I think having that scope of not just a like, not just Chinese culture, but Chinese American culture, and seeing the excitement from the Asian community as a whole to be represented, and to have a connection to something, and how. They interact with their parents how they interact with maybe the fact that they don't know the language of their parents homeland or like reconnecting with family and that kind of thing like seeing that relation and seeing how that community may connect to me in some way and how we relate to each other like I said like opened mind and heart to these concepts and these cultures and it Like, I keep on saying it, but it's really such an awesome and beautiful thing. (laughs) Like, how can someone be against the prospect of representation? And I don't remember if I said it before, but it really feels like the people that are against representation are the people that have never had a problem with being represented. Like... The people upset about She-Hulk, because it's a girl Hulk, are guys who are always in hero movies. For the past however many years, Marvel's been a thing. What, like, 13? I have no idea. At least 10. I know the 10. The big 10 already passed ages ago. Um, But, hey y'all, the past however many years, it's been nothing but male leads what if we just got some girls in there what's the problem also she hulk has existed for a long time you know what this is going to be a little side rant it's always someone who doesn't know jack about like comics saying something like recently i saw someone say that x-men is not an allegory for racial politics now it's up in the air whether or not originally stanley meant for there to feel like there's a connection between magneto and professor x and malcolm x and martin luther king um because people como se dice (laughs) like um and stanley was a salesman and he got his stuff out there i think i read somewhere that his original story for how he created spider-man was like kind of fake and he just made it up because it was a good story and I believe it, go king, do your thing, um, <laughs> but, like, they deal with politics, and you can make that connection between X-Men and racial politics, because that connection is so obviously there, you know, and it's just, like, do you know anything, about, like, have you read a single X-Men comic, because very clearly, they're dealing with politics, politics is always in media, I, oh my god, I completely lost my train of thought, that's so bad, I'm gonna move on from whatever my previous thought was, (laughs) um, and just like talk about like politics and media, and like the weird connection between identity politics and like how threatening it is to people. Um, oh yeah, I I kind of remember what I was saying about like how people who have always been represented literally are the ones with having that have a problem with other people being represented for some reason um no but like it's i feel like this pushback has to be such a weird combination of not wanting to acknowledge the fact that you're the majority and you've always been represented and you don't want to feel uncomfortable or something versus like being against being politically correct in identity politics, which is such a weird statement. Why would you want to be wrong? Politically correct, the opposite of politically correct is politically wrong. Why would you want to be politically wrong? What is wrong with making people comfortable? We exist on this planet together. Why shouldn't we just like try to make each other comfortable? You know, it's literally so weird. And I, I see it very often because I'm on like MCU dc comic book a little bit of k-pop from when i was super into k-pop twitter and it's like what is the problem like every other day i'm really seeing these people argue about representation and how much how much it doesn't matter and i'm like it doesn't matter to you but it matters to other people why can't you just shut up and accept that other people want to be happy with the content that they're receiving because it's something that represents them like the fact that women are kind of seen as more like empathetic because they have to relate to male characters all the time because it's very rare for female characters to be put in a point of leadership or be fully like emotional and rounded as a character and not just like an emotional surface board that makes sense like something to just bounce off of something to learn from right like speaking of the book that i read black a (laughs) um there were a lot of quote-unquote powerful women but they were just kind of emotional springboards they were just there to aggregate and grow the main character you know like there's something to be said about that like proper representation Which leads me to another point. I'm rolling through this. (laughs) But that leads me to another point. I think as long as the representation is good, bad movies are fine. And that might be a hot take to somebody. Uh, I don't know who, but it might be a hot take to someone. I think representation through bad movies is fine versus bad representation in good movies. Now, I don't really have a, a very great example of bad representation in good movies. I haven't really been keeping up with movies enough to make like an official statement on that um but I think like an example of good representation bad movie uh The Photograph which I didn't think it was a bad movie but apparently everyone else did I enjoyed the movie I love Issa Rae. um I forget the guy's name it's like L- lakefield or something <laughs> um i liked it <laughs> but i think it's a great representation whether or not um like critics or people in general likes it or not um i think it's warranted for cultures to have bad movies little campy movies <laughs> um because hey everybody has bad movies now we can all have an array of movies that are hot garbage but i can still feel represented in them (laughs) um like i really enjoyed the photograph and i enjoyed the romance i feel like we're not getting a lot of black love in movies anymore like where's the brown sugar where's the love and basketball i miss her i miss seeing those kinds of movies Maybe it's because of the death of BET or something. It's always BET's fault. I'm always going to blame BET. Um. I think. No matter what good representations where it's at. Always. Uh, I talked a little bit about. Not a little bit. A lot about um, Eternals of Shang-Chi. Because clearly Marvel's taking. Like. A more inclusive approach. And I'm really excited. Um like i'm super excited about the inclusivity that they're they're doing disney as a whole i think is is rocking with inclusivity uh we have encanto coming out this month i believe if it's not out already um we have encanto which looks good except lin-manuel miranda sneaks into everything what isn't he working on? he has his little hands, his little grimy little hands on everything and I know the music's going to be good because he's really good at making music. I just don't want to hear his voice. If I hear his voice, I'll be very upset. His voice literally ruins my mood. Anyways, we have Encanto. We have, um, ooh, there's the one with the red panda. I do not remember the name, but it's like a little girl who turns into a red panda that one's so cute it looks literally so cute the Tiana show there's I mean like on Marvel stuff you have Miss Marvel um and leading women we have She-Hulk um in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier obviously there's Falcon uh which dealt a lot about race there's literally so much more in like my, uh, like Eternals <laughs> and whatever else is coming out. There's so much coming out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's really nice to see. Even with Eternals, like, the fact that there's something kind of refreshing about the fact that there are all these different accents, you know? Like, I'm hearing Irish, I'm hearing, I don't, and you know what, I'm gonna be honest, I, I'm i gonna stop myself right there, I'm not gonna remember all the accents that were present, but it was really nice to, like, hear, I don't know, like, I remember I took a trip to Europe my junior year of high school, like, the summer after junior year, and, like, getting back to America and, like, not hearing multiple accents at once was, like, weird, <laughs> so there's something where, like, in that way kind of refreshing about just like hearing different accents like opening up the scope of entertainment to more than just white american men interacting with other white american men or white american women you know you know what we need this is this is my official statement we need more coming-of-age movies about people of color that aren't super dramatic you know like y'all got ladybird y'all got edge of 17 y'all got love simon y'all like y'all have literally everything can i have something you know can my girls my girls of color get a little something just a little a little something i know i'm like too old technically to have a coming of age (laughs) movie But, like, let the kids get something. You know, let my nieces get a little something on the side. Like, let's get into it. You know? But blockbusters are kind of taking over. So it's hard to say. Um. But, yeah. Also. (laughs) Dude. Dude. There are, like, two more topics that I want to hit. And then I'll be done. I Like, one of them is really funny to me. Uh. But the first one, which is, like, not the funny one to me, um, the demonization of woke culture is so weird. Like, because, like, okay, being woke, quote-unquote, right? I get it. It's annoying. People constantly being intelligent about things. <laughs> Intelligence, is such a weird way to say it, but, like, like, my, like micro-analyzing how interactions work and, like, how us... The way that we talk to each other impacts like our emotional state and like society and how media affects society and blah 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 like it can be kind of annoying to hear that all the time or to see that all the time it's annoying to have your brain do that like once you like know about a lot of stuff being wrong it's really hard to enjoy media unless you are just like i'm gonna turn that side of my brain off officially nothing matters to me (laughs) um But like there's this weird idea that media from some people and i'm not saying that all people this is just like my experience on being on social media especially twitter a lot um some people are so against media being political at all and that's so strange to me because in some way most media is always political like even like action movies like i'm thinking about kingsman and it's like the first one is taking a take on climate change and like what ethics are we are we going to allow ourselves to throw away in the sake of saving the earth and then the second kingsman movie talked about drugs and drug addicts and whether like in a weird way like the criminalization of them and how truly unfair it is and in like if somebody who's like against woke culture in movies and media heard me say that they'd be like you're thinking too hard When that's literally what that's about like they really have worms for brains (laughs) like it is marbles juggling in that head of theirs i swear or like How big sci fi has kind of always been, I think, arguably mainly in American culture, and how sci fi has always been super political. It's always a statement about society and the changes that the author feels need to be made, or a reflection of how we are now and how that's impacting how we may be in the future. And how our interactions are impacting each other in society like media well not all of it is political like when i read me before you that's not a political statement it's a love story like twilight isn't political <laughs> but so much media is always trying to say something always trying to say something so to see media say something now and make the assumption that it's because of wokeness is so weird and tone deaf and excuse me but stupid <laughs> like blatantly stupid i like I, I can't even really conceptualize the like you went to high school some of these people you went to college and adamantly had to consume books and movies of media that were always saying something authors don't write for no reason You know? Like, they absolutely do not write for zero reason. These ideas don't come to them out of nowhere for no reason. There's something, not behind everything, but there's at its core, there's something behind things. (laughs) Like, it's it's really hard for me to conceptualize that idea. You know? Like, y'all sat through lit. AP lit. Maybe not AP. I doubt some of these people were in AP classes. But, like, y'all sat through lit and was like, mm, yeah, no media ever means anything. Especially, like, comic books. Comic books aren't political? What? <laughs> Captain America literally punched Hitler. That's political. <laughs> like, that's a political statement being made. And now you're mad that the Captain America now talks about race? That's that's what we're talking about right now that's politics right now they talked about politics then we're talking about politics now it's i don't know and maybe it's a weird thing with like viewing history in its own way as not political or i don't know i don't know it's it's very strange to me and stupid (laughs) and stupid um and, and, like, using the anti-wokeness to be, like, anti-representation as, like, woke well, culture is trying to force-feed you more people of color. And I'm like, why is more people of color such a bad thing? Even, even if representation doesn't do all the good things that I think it does. What is the downside of a black Captain America? Truly, what is the downside? That your character looks different? Characters change all the time, like I just, what? Steve Rogers is old now. Somebody's gonna take the mantle. If it was Bucky, you wouldn't complain about Captain America having long hair, you know? Like it's like you're making such a weird statement here. Speaking of changing characters, oh my god, mistransition. Okay, this is a little trend. Um, I think it's more common in comics. Than it is in anything else, like comics to live action format. Uh, something called ginger side, <laughs> and I feel bad for laughing, but I find it funny. And it's basically people being upset that a lot of characters who were originally gingers, so like pale freckled redheads, have become black. Um, I think Starfire isn't a fair enough example because she's an alien and is orange and has like never really had a race. So her being any race I think is fine, especially because the original caricature of her or like the way that she looked in the original comics. Big curly hair, like big lips. I'd argue not like weird big lips, like I have like thick lips, like black people or a person of color with thick lips. I'd argue she looks a little black or Hispanic. I mean, she could be whoever she wants to be, but I think it's cool that she's black. I think that's a terrible example that some people argue, but it is an example that people argue. Some other ones um, Jimmy Olsen. Um, if you guys have watched Supergirl, uh, the black guy in that is originally a redheaded photographer who's like friends with Superman. Iris West and Wally West from the flash show um they were originally redheads Ariel is a more common example um Hallie I believe is playing her from Chloe and Hallie um obviously originally a redhead and batwoman who was originally a redhead and in the show batwoman is a black woman now but like originally it was Amber Rose I believe her name is And then they like there was drama and they changed it to a black lady here's my deal with that right in a lot of like comic media specifically um gingers like are oddly common (laughs) like ginger people are a kind of like they're a rare occurrence like generally i could be incorrect about this but i think there are more black people in america than there are gingers um i could be i could be wrong there are at least more people of color <laughs> in america than there are gingers at least that right and yet there's so many and it's because like back then when like a lot of these comic book stories were starting being ginger was the like exotic route you know having a like a ginger best friend was like having a black best friend for back then but they're like not super common in general so it's like yeah we kind of know what we did with this which just like we wanted an exotic person but we should just like we can just change it to a person of color because there's really there are so many ginger people in comics there are not that many the ratio was just like not setting up right I just think it's funny that like people are super like angry about it because it's there's still a lot of redheads in media. There continues to be a lot of redheads in media. It's not like y'all aren't being represented. It's just some of the characters that were redheads are not anymore. Oh, Mary Jane is another one. <laughs> uh, Mary Jane from MJ. Oh, I guess she's Michelle Jones. So technically, she's a different character. So that isn't also isn't also an example yeah, it's just such a it's such a weird like, stance, I think but yeah, I was really happy with this one I did kind of go everywhere I need to do a lot better it is kind of late when I'm recording this but this was a really fun episode I think I talked about some cool things I I really think representation is super important like And, and and not even as someone who wants to be represented but as someone who just wants to see more kinds of people on my tv screen you know live with with shang chi being able to see an asian man be like a sexual point is cool because so oftentimes asian men were like pieces of comedy and were infanticized or like feminized because they're Asian which is gross and weird so it was nice to see um an Asian man not being projected to that you know it it just feels good let's make each other feel good media is supposed to make you think and sometimes it's supposed to make you feel good and all the times you should be able to connect with it in some way and that's what I will leave you guys with um I literally love this show so much i believe i'm going to do an episode for next week but it's also like break <laughs> so i'm not sure um if it's not on radio to paul i think i'll try to still get an episode out on spotify or apple podcast on that monday same time um so yeah keep an eye out for that i'll post it definitely on my instagram as most of the time i do As always, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me on Insta at XOE dot P-A-R-R-I-S where I will post weekly, most of the time, for questions or ideas. Or you can find me on Twitter at XOE underscore P-A-R-R-I-S. Hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you next time. Have a great finals, everyone. I hope you're studying hard. I hope you're getting those papers in on time. And if you're able to get an extension, so glad for you, y'all. Like, I wish I was in your shoes. But you got this. Take it one step at a time. Thank you for listening.